Welcome, welcome, welcome to the QC Hornets Nest, a podcast powered by the Charlotte Observer. I'm your host and resident beat writer, Rod Boone. And each week, we have the latest buzz, news, and nuggets on the Charlotte Hornets. I'll be telling you stories other shows won't and give you the inside access other shows can't. This week, I'm joined for a few minutes by Coach James Borrego. You'll hear his first thoughts on the trade for Montrez Harrell, how he plans to use the Tarboro native, and what can be done to get the Hornets trending upward again as they head into the All-Star break. So are you ready? Okay, let's go. Let's get it. Wow. Well, who saw that coming, huh? I mean, it's crazy because anybody who follows my writing, you guys know I've been writing for a long time, for weeks and months now, almost going back to Christmas, about how much the Hornets were in dire need of having, needing a big man to come in here and just help them out in some regard. And they were able to do that with GM Mitch Kupchak landing Montrez Harrell from Washington for Ish Smith, Vernon Carey Jr. and a second round pick. And let's be honest, that price is one that when you look at it was a great one to, to pay for the Hornets because I've also been writing that although the Hornets needed to upgrade, it wasn't a smart move at all for them to just go out there and give away some assets for a player that A, would have been a rental, or B, is somebody that wasn't going to really help them long-term the way they would possibly like. So to just get some assets and move somebody just to be able to bring in another player, to me, was not something I was advocating. But Mitch Kupchak did a great job, in my mind, to be able to get Montrez Howard, who's a player that I actually think would have benefited them the last couple of years. And just watching him against the Hornets alone whenever he plays against them, especially here in Charlotte, it seems like he just comes out there and plays his best. So for them to land Montrez Harold and to be able to get themselves a little bit more length, a little bit more toughness, that's going to benefit them in the long run. And, you know, he's a free agent after the season. So we'll see if he sticks around, if the team um, thinks this could be a marriage further than just maybe 20 some odd games. But either way, it's a good pickup and the price they paid for it was a decent one. And it kind of came out of nowhere because, you know, leading into it, uh, all indications were for them at the moment that the Hornets weren't going to be able to bring anybody on board and, and just add anybody to the roster. And we know that that's something they have to be able to do if, if they were going to be able to potentially keep things afloat here because with injuries galore, with Gordon Haywood going down, with his ankle injury and being out likely for at least a month, if not more, and with them missing Jalen McDaniels and Cody Martin, et cetera, it's just one of those things where they need a little bit of a boost. So Montrez Howell isn't going to make them a playoff contender in terms of going to win a championship, but he's definitely somebody to come in there and help them out. And they can kind of, you know, slide him in there and potentially probably be a starter amongst the starting five and give a little bit different different look and bring Mason Plumlee also has I've been writing um having come off the bench and that just makes your reserve second unit that much stronger. So it's a good thing for the Hornets. And it seemed like you know maybe Chris Tapp's Porzingis as soon as that deal kind of was being consummated, it gave Washington um, even more reason to be able to move Harold because, you know, they still have to have Thomas Bryant and, you know, they still 
trying to build in, in that regard. And, and Harold is getting on the last year of his, of his deal. Wasn't probably going to be there beyond this year. So from the Hornets perspective, to be able to bring him on board and get a look at him at minimum as you go into the second half of your season and see uh, if you can, you know, at least not even to play in tournament, but see if you can get a home game and better and, and maybe take it beyond is a good thing for the Hornets. Very interesting move. And one that uh, obviously we'll see how it shakes out, but when you got to break it down and, and look at it from the perspective of need and what they had to go in there and just shore up things, especially again, on the inside, Matrez is not exactly the best defender, but his length, his wingspan, and his grit and want to can help a team like the Hornets out because sometimes they don't have that out there on the floor, as we know. When you're one of the worst defensive teams in the league, you can use all the help you can get. So to, for him to be able to come on board, definitely is going to be something to, to keep an eye on and see how it shakes out for the Hornets. Ms. Kupchak spoke less than 24 hours after the move about it, and he wanted to give his take and let people know where I guess he was coming from and, and his thinking and everything. And here's a little bit of what the Hornets general manager had to say about bringing Montrez Harold into the mix. Well, I think it's obvious, you know, if you watch him play, uh, he plays with a great deal of energy and passion. Um, you know, that, that goes a long way uh, on the court, you know, in the locker room. You know, we do have a bunch of young players, uh, a couple of older players, but he, he does play with a great deal of energy and passion. Uh, so that's going to be, you know, something very welcome to this group. Um, one of the elite finishers, you know, in the NBA, you know, very good um, rebounder, in particular, very good offensive rebounder. Um, so, you know, th those are, you know, things that, you know, we felt, you know, we needed. You know, as you know, we're going through a little bit of an injury um, segment here in our season. And, you know, we felt to add a player that can come in right away and play, you know, as we don't know how long some of these players are going to be out for. Uh, would give us, you know, a boost, you know, hopefully in the next week, you know, give our guys a chance to heal and, you know, hopefully help us win some games. Um, originally, you know, at the beginning of the season, we talked about, you know, one of the goals, which I felt we were a little bit ahead of ourselves, ourselves, which was to get into the playoffs, right? And, you know, that still remains, you know, one of our goals. So uh, I think we could have just, you know, set, stay pat. But, you know, with the injury situation, uh, our schedule is favorable in terms of home games, but they're all really, really good teams. So I also think this will give us a little boost and, and hopefully push us a little bit towards, you know, the goal that we had at the beginning of the season. So there you have it from Ms. Kupchick himself. He gave you a little bit of insight into what he was thinking, into, you know, Montrez Harold, his abilities, and you know, what he can bring to this team. And, you know, again, I have to kind of just wait and see if this move pans out for the Hornets. But I think it's a good one. It's one that was needed. And if, 
if it works out for them, it's going to be even look like an even more genius move because again, you get a chance to maybe look at a potential player who could maybe be somebody you can use for another year or two. You can think it's a marriage that both sides like. And if you get a chance to look at him and see how he fits with your players, how he fits with your culture, that gives you a head start going to next season. So when you factor all into it, what it costs to get him, the need, how he feels it, and how it also maybe gives you a sneak peek, I think it's a win-win situation for the Hornets. And it's a move that, to me, had to be made. It's one that I'm sure that a lot of people were caught off guard by that making. But to me, it was a really good one. And you got to give Mitch Kupchak some, some credit in that regard. In our weekly mailbag segment, we're going to try something different this week. I really appreciate you guys sending your questions in. And over the last few weeks here, we've been doing a lot about the roster and the trade deadline and just how that breaks down. Now the deadline is actually come and gone. Uh, we're going to get into other things about you know the future and how the, the, the team is going to probably look as it moves toward the end of the season and minutes and free agency and things like that. But I wanted to take this week to do a little something different, acknowledge something because uh, I want to make sure that I, I let people know that I, I do see what they're saying, even though sometimes I may not be able to respond to it right away. So I've been getting a lot of emails recently. Um, it seems like I get one every couple of days or so, and I really appreciate it. Um, and I just want to give you guys a little bit of insight and just about what I experienced in a good way and just break down just how thankful I am to the readers for your kind words. This is from a reader named Steve. He sent me this email and this is how it goes. It says, hello, I hope you're well. Just a quick note to let you know, I've been enjoying your articles about the Charlotte Hornets. I enjoy Rick Bunnell's writing as well. And while he was synonymous with the Hornets for so many years, it's been refreshing to have a new perspective. All the best to you, sir. Take care. Steve. Not going to give Steve's last name or his email, just nothing like that. But I just want to tell Steve and just others who've sent things in sim similar that I see them, I really appreciate them. And even though I haven't been as great as I'd like to about responding to them, in a timely fashion, just because of the grind that it is that it, the NBA season, I just want to really take time and say thank you because it's really humbling. And I know how much Rick meant to this community and to the Charlotte Observer. And I'm just very grateful to you guys as readers to be able to send these kind of emails into me and to be able to um, just acknowledge, uh, I guess, both Rick and myself. So thank you. Steve is really appreciated. And, you know, that's just, this is sampling of kind of what I get at times. And I'll just give you guys even one more. This is from another reader named Mike. I'm not going to give Mike's, again, last name or anything, email address, because I appreciate him sending an email, email to me. I haven't a chance to respond to him personally yet. So I'm going to respond to him here and let him know as well. This is Mike's email. It says, hi, Rod. I grew up in Charlotte, including with the original Hornets and root for them 
afar now in California, excuse me. Obviously, it was, a, it was a surprise and a loss when Rick passed, but I was grateful you took the job. Coverage has been seamless, and I appreciate the short podcast episodes too. Best, Mike. Once again, Mike, deeply humbling and very appreciative to have you write such kind words. And not only just to write such kind words, but first of all, be able to take time out of your day to be able to just write to me because that's something that nowadays most people don't do anymore. We don't take time to just write to each other or send an email. It's more about just find a tweet off or something on social media as opposed to um, put some thought into things. So to you, Sir Mike, thank you very much for writing in. I appreciate it. I acknowledge it and I'll make sure that I respond to you also in person. So once again, want to do a little something different with the mailbag this week just wanted to acknowledge you guys the readers subscribers to charlie observer those people who follow rick's writing those people who follow my career those people who are just coming on board now um all you guys thanks very much for being a part of this thing so Luckily, I was able to chat with Coach James Borrego leading into the Hornets weekend before their first game in Detroit about Montrez Harold and the acquisition and just how he can fit in in that regard. So I want to bring you guys a little bit of that conversation I was able to have with him. Um, so here it is right now. What was your general reaction to the trade when you heard that you guys were getting Montrez Harold? Number one, I'm thankful to Ish and Vern. Uh, first thing, you know, we're appreciate their effort, their professionalism. I love coaching both of them. Both, you know, Ish is a consummate pro and have great respect for him. And I think Vern's got a bright future in, in this league. That's the first thing. Secondly, you know, excited to, to add a player that brings us some energy and edge, a toughness, a physicality an interior presence that can finish and rebound at a high level. He's always given us problems in the past. Now we get to use him uh, on our end of the floor. So extremely excited to, to add him to our program. How do you think he'll help you guys most on the floor? I think right now, just the overall physicality and energy. That's the biggest thing he gives us right now, energy and physicality. Secondly is offensively, giving us some easy stuff at the rim, something that we, we could use right now offensively uh, as we find our way back to the three-point line. But he's one of those guys that's an elite finisher, can create his own shot uh, in the roll, in the pocket, or offensive rebounding. So he gives us easy points at the rim offensively and then just great energy defensively. He can really uh, impact the paint area with his physicality and just overall effort. And you mentioned him against you guys and how well you played how much when you look at the film you go back to that and say I want to see him bring some that to us and see what we can do to kind of make him do that for us out there in the floor. Well you know over the years he's always given us trouble when he's entered the game many times he comes in off the bench and he brings in a spark that really can turn a game. He's one of those individuals that immediately when he steps on the floor the game can change the feel of the game, the intensity of the game can change and my hope and belief is that he will ignite our energy, uh, our physicality overall as a team, and uh, 
push us into a better position. Does it help having this old Kyle teammate here, Terry, on top of that? <laughs> Absolutely. This is a big, big get. Just the connection with Terry. They believe in each other. They know each other. They'll bring out the best in one another, and I'm looking for that as well. In your experience, how long does it take for a guy to come in after a trade and kind of pick up the system, and what do you want to do out there before? Well, it's going to take a minute to figure out the system. Uh, this isn't anything complicated. This isn't anything he hasn't done before. I just want him to, to go play basketball, and that's to play with great energy, uh, focus, intensity, toughness. That can that's immediately transferable right now. He can come in and impact this team in this this game right now. There's some tweaks along the way. Uh, the details of our offense, situational things that he's going to have to get up to speed on, but that'll come over the next couple days. We have the all-star break to get him uh, up to speed even more, so that'll be important for us. But over the next four games, I just really want him to lock into doing what he does, which is bring great energy and physicality to the game. I was going to help you as well with the minutes, because we mentioned the minutes of the guys who are able to play right now, how you a lot of minutes, basically they're up there, you don't want them to be that high. How will his addition help you control the minutes next week or so as you kind of figure out who's available for Yeah, we, you know, he'll be a welcome addition as far as eating up some valuable minutes for us and keeping us fresh as we get to the All-Star break. Obviously, it's been a grind here, but Trez is a guy that can bring energy right now for the next four games, you know, give our guys a little bit of a rest when needed, but also spark the guys around him to get to get through these next four games. He's going to bring an edge and an energy that's going to propel us into the All-Star break, and that's very important right now. And then that is the thing, too, I want to ask you, how important for you guys to kind of make sure you're maintaining this, this you're staying afloat going through the All-Star break because you're a little bit of a skid here, but if you get to the All-Star break, a little bit of a reset, I'm sure that's what you're kind of thinking about right now. Yeah, we want to hit into the break with some momentum. That's the biggest thing right now is momentum, and I believe the move for Trez is going to give us that. But it's a collective effort. Everybody's got to be pushing right now over these next four games uh, to head into the All-Star break with the right mindset and with some momentum as we head into uh, that last stretch of 22 games. All right, so in this week's look ahead, we just kind of have to break down where the Hornets are going here over the next week or so as they head into the All-Star break. They begin the last stretch here of four games in Detroit against the Pistons, who are coming off essentially a, a back-to-back, where they're going to be playing the night before. So they should have heavy legs. The Hornets should be fresh. A little bit annoying having coming off a couple of tough losses. They should get a couple of guys back with James Booknight and potentially have Montrez Harrell out there. So that would be obviously would be a benefit, excuse me, beneficial thing for them. So we'll see what works out in their favor. But that's a very important game because you look at the schedule overall, the next four games going through the All-Star break, that's probably the only one that you can look at and say, okay, maybe they should be favoring that game because when they come home and play Memphis the next night on Saturday, the Grizzlies are number three team right now in the West and John Morant is not taking prisons right about now. He's out there just taking uh, names and, 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 and busting people over the head and just doing what he does out there. And is one of the most exciting players in the NBA. We know he's from South Carolina, so I'm sure he'll be 
trying to put on a show for potential family and friends who may be in the audience on Saturday night. So that's going to be a tough game for the Hornets as well. And then they go to Minneapolis to play the Timberwolves on Tuesday, leading to the All-Star break. And the Timberwolves, as we know, one of the, also one of the top, um, they're one of the top teams in, in the West in terms of the top seven seeds. They're going to the weekend right on that seven spot, you know, ahead of the Clippers and just behind the Nuggets. And one of those dangerous teams, you know, Carl Anthony Thomas, you know, we know what he can do inside and outside. And the Hornets has had problems taking care of big men all season. So we'll see how that transpires. But that's going to be a tough game for him. Then they finish up at home against the Heat, who just clobbered him a couple of weeks ago. And we know how, um, you know, Miami's playing right now. They are the number one seed uh, at the moment in the Eastern Conference. So really a tough schedule for the Hornets coming up. And the way things are going right now, when you go into this, essentially it's four-game stretch to go into the All-Star break and you're at 500, you, that means you got to get at least two of these next four games to be able to go into the all-star break remaining at 500 and that's not going to be easy. So we'll see if it can happen because if they come out of the all-star break under 500, while it's not most um, detrimental thing in the world, you would think that a little bit mentally, it just will help you out. If you come out above 500 and know that despite everything you've gone through, missing players for COVID reasons and, injuries and everything else that despite all that you still have 500 or better that would be a good mental boost for the Hornets so we'll see exactly how things transpire over the next week as they hit get ready to go into the all-star break but this week's random factoid we go to Mitch Kupchak and the number of trades he's made at the deadline since he's been the GM here for the Hornets and that number, ladies and gentlemen, in case you weren't aware, is two. After adding Montrez Harold, that now is the number of trades that Mitch Kupchak has made at the trade deadline. He did. He made the trade for Brad Warnermaker last trade deadline a year ago. And it's one of those moves you probably forgot about because, A, it was one of those decisions that you kind of think was like like almost like an afterthought but when you look at it it actually helped the Hornets out a little bit because remember when LaMelo Ball got hurt they actually went to Brad Wanamaker a little bit and actually helped him out a couple of times to kind of help keep them afloat enough to be able to manage things until LaMelo came back and was able to to have enough to kind of get to make that play in tournament game a little obviously we know what happened there but just the fact that it shows you that Mitch Kupchak is really methodical in what he's done as a member of the Hornets to make just two trades in his time here at the trade deadline when as you see a lot of other clubs and teams around you just wheeling and dealing it just really shows his style his method so it was really one of those things to see him pull a trigger and bring in Montrez Harold. It was kind of, I wouldn't say a surprise, but I think that's probably why I pleased so many Hornets fans is because they probably weren't really expecting it, but knowing that it was a glaring need to be able to go out there and bring in Montrez Harold and give up what you gave up for him 
to me is a win-win situation. So that's this week's random factoid too, is the number of trades that Miss Kupchak has made since he's been a member of the Hornets at the trade deadline. Well, so there you have it. Thanks so much for joining me for this latest ep of the QC Hornets Nest. I'm Rod Boone. For more Hornets content, check out trailerobserver.com. And for a special sub offer to gain full access, click the link in my stories where it says support my work with a digital subscription. All right, until next time, we out.